You're listening to the Silicon Valley Podcast. On today's show, we'd sit down with Chucky Okobi, who earned a Super Bowl championship with the Pittsburgh Steelers. He is now a master practitioner in neurolinguistic programming. With his brand, Basic Instructions, he helps executive athletes, entrepreneurs, and others to access the resources within themselves to achieve the life experience they desire. On today's show, we talk about how important is mindset in terms of success when playing in the Super Bowl or as a founder in one's company? Where do startups founders have the biggest problems? How to reprogram your mind for success to have that Super Bowl mindset? This and much more on today's episode of the Silicon Valley Podcast. Now let's begin. Enjoy. Welcome to the Silicon Valley Podcast with your host, Sean Flynn, who interviews famous entrepreneurs, venture capitalists, and leaders in tech. Learn their secrets and see tomorrow's world today. All right, Chucky, I'm, I'm excited for today's interview. I mean, your history is absolutely incredible. We had a call before this. And I mean, just knowing your background, how many founders you've helped are helping and the way you can really make such a difference in so many entrepreneurs' lives. But you know, before we even really go into all the details, can you give our listeners a little bit of background of your career up to this point? Yeah, for sure. I mean, the big thing is, you know, a lot of times people can't necessarily connect the dots on how you go from NFL football to entrepreneurship, startup founders, working with executives. But the big thing is there's a lot of parallels between what founders are doing now with their big ideas and what I did as an NFL player. Now, I only had one scholarship offer coming out of high school, and that was to Purdue University. Not a bad one, Big Ten football. And, um, you know, I was really feeling good that I was heading towards where I wanted to be as a professional athlete and, and really hit my specific desired goals for life. And after my first year, my head coach resigned, and I freaked out, totally freaked out. I mean. I had believed I was 18 years old. I believed that this was the only coach on earth that thought I was good. Not necessarily true, but this is what I believe. And so what you believe, you know, it's going to affect you as if it's real. And I had what I call a by myself meeting where I just sit and think about my situation and what am I going to do? So, you know, thinking that this old coach is leaving, the new coach is coming and this new coach doesn't want me. Again, that's my belief. Not necessarily true, but it's my belief. And I said, well, I could just leave. I'll go to another school. But nobody wanted me. So it was up to me to save myself. And I had to figure out something. I had to gain an advantage. Everybody in the, in the Big Ten's lifting weights. They're running. They're watching film. They're doing all the things they need to do to prepare physically. So I decided I need some sort of advantage in another way. I went to this used bookstore on campus looking for something. It's a used bookstore. So I figured there's going to be a piece of information in here that nobody else knows. Essentially, I'm looking through the trash. And I found this book. and It was exactly what I was looking for. The title of the book is The Secret to Creating Your Future by Dr. Tad James. And it was about integrative psychology. It's a narrative about this young boy who wanted to achieve something really big and didn't really know what to do in order to make that happen. And it was really all about how to we use the mind to create the results we want in our reality. And so as I'm reading this book, because it was a narrative, if it was talking science like reticular activation system and the prefrontal cortex, he would have lost me at 18. I would have put that book down. But because it was a story, it sucked me in. 
And the concept that really, really got me was that understand that your entire world is actually in your mind. It's not out there. What you think you're looking at, it's not out there. Whatever you're thinking or feeling is inside. And learning these principles, you know, which essentially lead us into the basic instructions. But learning those principles, I realized that I can learn to control what's in my mind. So at 18 years old, this is my logic. My entire world's in my mind. And I can learn to control what's in my mind. So logic tells me that I can learn to control my world. And as an athlete, that's what I did. I got my specific desired result, got drafted by my hometown team, went pro. And from there, everything else in life seems to fall into place exactly the way I wanted it to. So, you know, it's, it's about founders and, and other entrepreneurs out there who have a dream, who have a specific desired goal that they want to achieve. And, you know, there's, they've got every reason. The, the information they're getting from out there, from their friends, their family, statistics, media, all these different things, all this information out there that would lead them to believe that they can't or they're not, can't do it, not good enough. But what does it matter when your world's in here? About taking control of this so that you can get what you want in your world. Can you talk a little bit more about the development of that mind mastery? kind of how you went about going about it, the steps, how you saw, I guess, over time, the improvement as your mind improved your abilities, your accomplishments, your control over your situation, I guess. It's really about understanding the greater picture of how we as human beings create our world. You know, we're living in a society right now. It's very externally focused. I always like to point that to like walking down the Vegas Strip because there's so many lights and so many things coming at you. You can't help but look out. And, you know, because they're looking to draw your attention. And so it's understanding how the mind works, which is the central nervous system. It's part of your physical body. So your brain, your nerves that run throughout your entire body and you take that information in through the five senses. What you smell and what you taste, but since we're not dogs, what's more important is what we see what we hear and what we feel. All of that is just sensory data that we take in through our nerves and interpret it up here in our brains. And then we get a picture in our mind of what we believe is happening out there. So it's about understanding that we are in charge of our perceptions, the information we take in. We are in charge of our interpretation of that information. So we give it meaning. So that's what always kills me when people say, oh, social media is hurting our kids. It's like, listen, the people on social media are just saying what they're saying. It's about us who's, who's taking that information in and giving it meaning to our life. And so the biggest thing is understanding that I am the cause of whatever result I'm, I'm getting, whether that's on the football field or in my business. I am the cause of that result. And once I understand that, you start to judge and analyze your results differently. So instead of saying, oh, you know, things got tough because of COVID or things aren't good because of the environment, because of the government or things aren't good because of my ex, you're pointing a finger out there as if what's happening out there is what's controlling your life. No, none of that is controlling your life. It's all about your interpretation of what's going on out there. And that interpretation is in here. So once I started to do that, 
you start to make adjustments. When you're not getting your results, you start to make adjustments inside as opposed to looking out there for somebody else or something to change so that I can feel satisfied with my results. No, I'm always in charge. And once you do that, you start to see the improvements in your performance and the way you feel about your performance, the way you feel when you're performing in your job. You start to feel different because you realize it's a number one job. It's, it's all me. And once you start to see that, you start to see the development growing, growing, growing. But again, if I'm just waiting for COVID to end, imagine if, if, you, if that was your strategy March last year, how long you'd be sitting there doing nothing because I'm waiting for COVID to change. As long as you take responsibility, you start to see the improvements like fast, almost like miracle level because you've never taken responsibility before. But once you do, it's, it's, it's straight cause and effect. Whatever effect I'm getting is cause of what I did. So with that, I mean, is there, I mean, that whole cause and effect, I, 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 I got to ask more about that because if you're just a startup founder or an mm-hmm. entrepreneur, I mean, you have to be thinking that, you know, your competitor out there may have so many advantages over you. Maybe they're smarter. Maybe they came to market earlier. Maybe they have connections with more venture capitalists or, or something there. How do you block out that this whole situation and really center it on, hey, I'm actually in control when you're looking at the whole world, really saying, wait, there's so many other things out there affecting what's going on. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's a, it makes a lot of sense that you, that you may come across that challenge in your journey about what's going on out there, you know, but it really ties into what I'm saying. It's like, if I'm a startup founder and I'm thinking about, well, they got more capital or they started earlier they stop worrying about them. So it's in the words you use was competitor. And now this is where the rubber meets the road. Now you're starting to see how this is just like sports. So here, a lot of times when we're in the marketplace as entrepreneurs, it is competitive, 100%. No one's going to argue that. But we think, seem to think it's competitive like UFC or like boxing, where I have to beat down my competition and make them the loser in order for me to be the winner. That's how that's that's how those sports work. Boxing, MMA, you know, martial arts. But when we talk about entrepreneurship, it's more like Olympic swimming. So, so, so think about it like this. Yes, you're in the pool with other founders and we're all competing for the goal. Right. But you recognize how this game is played. Everyone stays in their own lane. I am not impeding anybody else's progress and they're not in my way. We're all in our own lane and we've done everything we can to prepare to win this, this game here, right? So as we're swimming along, I'm putting everything, maximum investment of my energy, my heart, my soul, everything I can into my actions so that I can get to the other end of this pool first. But recognize they, have, whoever's in the lanes on either side of me have zero effect in how fast I get down there. So why am I worried about them? is you need to put the focus inside. And so it's just like, you know, you look at somebody like Michael Phelps and all the success he's had, but you realize he didn't have to make anyone, he didn't affect anyone else's result. He just focused on his result. 
how good can I be? And that's where we need to be. So if, if you're that founder that's sitting there saying, oh, but they, oh, but they, oh, but they, you need my help. Because that is the issue. That's what's making this feel so uncomfortable is this focus out there when all the results are coming from you. The idea for this, this unique idea that got you funded in the first place, that came from inside. So why are you focused on out there? You, you plant the seed in the ground. It germinates and it grows. You planted that seed, your idea for your company inside. Now you need to water it and give it the right nutrients and do everything you can so that it blossoms into that perfect ideal result that you saw in your mind when you started this journey. If I take my focus off of what I've planted and start worrying about what other people's harvests are like, well, I mean, if I say that they're better, better shape than me because they started sooner or because they have more money, well, then I, maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. But the thing is, you got to ask yourself, when you eventually do fall short of your goal, hmm, did the thought that they were ahead of me come first before they actually beat me? Or did they beat me and I came to that conclusion? It started with your thought of what was going on inside. So the biggest thing is recognize that in terms of competition, this is Olympic swimming. It's not, I don't care what they're doing. To me, I got to do everything I can to be the absolute best I can be. And if I do that, if I push it to all the way to the edge, to be as good as I can possibly be, or even if I'm going to compete, I'm not just competing with other people in the pool right now. I'm going to go back through history and think about the Andrew Carnegie's. Think about even modern day Carnegie's like Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos and start to think, how do they, how did they become as good as they could be. And I promise you, they weren't sitting around worrying about the next guy. They were simply doing everything they can to win the gold for themselves. And that's where we need to get to in terms of competing in business is, you know, don't worry about them. You don't want them to beat you, do you? So don't think about what you don't want. Think about what you do want and let that be the driver to behind all your actions, all your behaviors, all your decisions as, as an entrepreneur is how can I push my team, my business, my idea forward? I don't care about theirs. Good luck to them. Matter of fact. Chucky, I got to ask you, just made something, just made the comment, don't think about what you don't have. Don't think about that. How does a negative mindset, because I hear so many entrepreneurs that say, you know, if I only had more funding, if I only had this, they have this, I don't want to say limited belief, but this, that, that negative mindset you just alluded to, how does, how does that affect or how should one really be thinking in situations? Well, it's just like, I simplify it. Think about what you want and not what you don't want. That's a simple answer. And people say, okay, yeah, but, and anytime I hear, yeah, but that tells me you need my help because you're um, telling you what to do and you're fighting for your limitation. Yeah, but they, I don't have the funding. Yeah, but I don't have the experience. Yeah, but they're all stories that you are making up in your own mind. And it's only real because you've decided to believe it's real. And when we talk about you know, those things that I don't have, think about it like this, Sean. If I'm looking at a picture 
of my predicament right now. I'm looking at a photo, you know, what is it? Whatever, eight by 11. Looking at a photo and I'm saying, I don't have the funding. I don't have this. I don't have that. All you're telling me is what's not in the picture. Have you even taken a moment to focus on what you do have? But if I continue to focus on what I don't have, like, you know, God, I don't have a private jet. I don't have a Lamborghini uh, SUV. I don't have a harem of former Playboy models. I don't have any of these things. And if I focus on what I don't have, it's funny how the feeling and the emotions I feel inside are consistent with the feeling of lacking or starving, because that's the story I keep telling myself. It's so important. The words we use in our minds is we, all, we need to be talking about what we do want and not what we don't want. When we talk about what we don't want or what we don't have, we're talking about lack. And when I focus on lack, then I feel the emotions consistent with lacking, like starving or being homeless. And obviously, it's not that extreme when you're in a founder position, but it's the same emotion, just a different end of the spectrum. You should, if you're feeling lack, you're feeling lack, and it's a negative emotion. We can all agree on that. So why focus on what you don't have or what you don't want? Because that's going to make you feel as if you're lacking. But when you put that picture in your mind of what you do want, imagining all of the impact that you can make with your unique idea. You think about all of the uh, improvements to the standard of living for your family and your legacy. And you start to imagine what's it's going to feel like to be to, when I finally do get there. So even in this moment when you don't have the funding, you don't have this, you don't have that. If I switch my mind to focus on what I do want, then I feel the emotions associated with winning. You don't sit around and think about, I mean, think about when, if you played sports in high school and you, and you go back five years, 10 years, 15 years, and you connect with your, with your teammates and you tell stories. Do you tell stories about the losses? Is that what you do is sit around and talk about when we, man, if we would have had a better shortstop, uh, you know, if, if only our, our center on our basketball team was taller, is that what you guys sit around and talk about? No, we talk about what we did do and the fun we had so that we can feel those positive emotions from those times. But it's funny when you talk about that mindset, people are sitting around talking about what they lack and wonder why this feels so difficult. It doesn't have to feel difficult. Like to me, my whole journey to the NFL, you know, I'm from Pittsburgh originally. I, you know, moved away when I was a kid. All I wanted to do was go home. All I wanted to do was go home. I went to six schools before high school, never really fit in. But when I was in Pittsburgh, I felt like I was at home. So that was my focus was, hmm, how good will it feel when I get home? And things were tough in, 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 in our household, my parents fighting all the time. And so sports was my outlet a place where I felt good about myself. And so I decided at a very early age, hmm, it would feel so good if I could just do this the rest of my life, play sports. Of course, I was like seven, so I thought I could do it forever. But, you know, I knew if I could just go home and I could just go pro, everything would be perfect. And so throughout childhood, through my teenagers, through my college years, I kept that picture of when I get this, how am I going to feel and that was the emotion I felt every Saturday in Ross State Stadium playing at Purdue. This is the way I felt every day I went to work for the Steelers and for the Cardinals and for the Texans. Is this has to be my energy. I have to show up as if I already have it. 
and then let that be the fuel that goes into the result that I create. If I'm thinking about lack, if I'm thinking negativity, you know, your emotions are the battery that makes you go every day. It's what gets you moving. So if you look at emotions, it's energy in motion, emotions. If I feel negative, that's the gas in my gas tank. Is that negativity. So don't be surprised when your result ends up negative because that's the energy you built it with. We have to get to a place where we focus on what we want and not what we don't want. We need to be aware of what we don't want and know that it exists. But that can't be our focus every day is how hard this is. And so there's a big thing, you know, as an integrative psychology professional, you know, most people don't understand the dynamics of the mind. And, you know, we hear the, the saying we only use 10% of our mind. That's simply not true. We use 100%. It's just that there's two types of thinking for humans. You have conscious thought, your conscious mind, and your unconscious mind, or you might have heard it called the subconscious mind. The conscious mind is just what you're conscious of. That's about 10%. When you think about the unconscious or your subconscious mind, that 90%, it's a much bigger and stronger part of you because it's got more important jobs, a lot more jobs too. So think about in this moment, as you're listening to me, what is keeping your heart beating? Because you're not consciously doing it, are you? What's keeping your blood circulating, digesting your food? Breathing as you sleep, eyes blinking, all these functions we can agree we're doing, but we're not consciously controlling or aware of. That's the job of that unconscious or subconscious mind. So you're always using it, even though you're not conscious of it. And so the unconscious mind, think about your conscious mind like a little boy version of you. About four years old, before your parents got all their programming, your mom's voice was stuck in your head, before all of that, just the pure you. That's the conscious mind. Then that unconscious mind, imagine it, it's like your dog, your pet. But you're four, so you're a little dude, you know? And this dog is a 175-pound Great Dane. Much bigger and stronger than you, but it loves you. It's like Scooby-Doo or Marmaduke. It would never hurt you, but it's a lot bigger and stronger than you, right? So anytime I think about what I don't want, Imagine it's like I'm showing a dog a picture of what I don't want. But the thing is, it's a dog. It doesn't understand the word don't. So every time I bring this picture up, the dog thinks that's what I want. So imagine, you know, and I know not everybody listening can see, but imagine if I said to the dog, I showed him the picture, right? And I said, hey, I don't want this. Okay. I don't want it. And I threw it over there. What's the dog going to do? He's going to go and get it and bring it back. And I said, no, I don't want this. Okay. I don't. And I show him the picture. And I throw it even farther. Now the dog's saying, man, this is a fun game. And it goes and brings it back. And you're wondering why this negativity is showing up every day, because that's your focus. And so that's the energy you're running on. That's the emotions that are running through your entire body is consistent with that picture of what you don't want. Now, if I, if I show the dog what I do want and I throw it, he's going to do the same thing. Gonna, my brain's going to focus on that. It's going to 
look for evidence in my day to day that's going to bring me closer to that. But when I show him the negative picture, he's going to go after that. And every day that that what what I what I show the dog is going to show up every single day. And I'm going to I'm going to feel less than and then you get those limiting beliefs, greatest hits. I like to call them, you know, those songs that start in your mind, just spin around like a vinyl record that start with lyrics like I can't. I'm not I don't have. Like, if that's the language that's going on in your mind, it's no wonder it feels so difficult. You know, we can definitely need more funding. But just to tie that into this idea, it's like instead of constantly saying, I don't have funding, I don't have funding, I need, I'm lacking funding, envision what you're going to do when you get it. Organize your thoughts so that you can communicate this to different VCs and different sources of, of capital. So that they can, so that they see the same picture you see in your mind, you know. But it doesn't feel good from a VC standpoint. And I know because I have VC clients that I coach. It doesn't feel good when someone's like, "Please, I need this money." It's not attractive. It's not attractive. It doesn't make. It, it actually makes me not want to work with you because of this energy, this negative energy that you're vibrating because of what you're focused on. So think of what you will do with that money. How good is it going to feel when you do get the funding? What exactly, how is this going to move my company forward when I do get the funding? Hmm. Imagine if I had this funding, how good would that be? That needs to be your thoughts. That needs to, because whatever we think, you know, like you ever walk down the street and smile at somebody and they smile back, right? The world is a mirror. It's a mirror. Most people don't want to admit that, but the world is a mirror. So if I constantly think negative things, it's no surprise that negative people keep showing up. The world is a mirror. And so when you go in, when you're talking to that VC, when you when you when you're pitching your idea, whatever thoughts are going on in your mind, the brain is not only a receiver, but it's a transmitter. So you could be thinking, oh, God, I just don't want to mess this up. I just don't want to mess this up. I don't want to mess this up. You see what I mean? I don't want to mess this up. And you, you say everything you wrote or you give them all the stats, everything. But what were you emitting? What was the energy that you were sending out? Because they heard what you said, but they also felt that energy. And so that VC might be sitting there saying, I don't know, there's just something about this. I don't know if I want to do this. And he may not be able to tell you why, but his gut is telling him something's off. And it's because you keep playing that record. I don't, I, I can't, I'm not. And he feels it. And so it's about becoming your idea. Not just where it's at now. Stop looking at where it's at now. Imagine how good this idea, how, how good your brainchild how much impact and improvement that's going to bring to your industry or to the world. And you need to live in that dream. You need to make it who you are and embody that in your thoughts, in your actions, and, and basically focus on the dream, not the nightmare of what will happen if I don't.
And Chucky, I got to ask a question about, I mean, we see some founders out there. They might have one amazing success in the newspapers, on television, everywhere. This huge IPO from an idea they had that they built up over five, six years. But then after that, it's just failure after failure after failure in every aspect of their life. Why is that that some of these founders can start and have this huge success, but they can't repeat it over and over again? What what's kind of what do you think that is? It it brings to mind a client of mine from about two years ago, and you know he's uh, a coach who's building his business, and he had you know a lot of times a coach you start you're not making. You know, top money. You're not, uh, you know, Jordan B. Peterson or or one of these people yet. You know, we're working there. So, but you have these offerings that maybe cost a lot more. So he has this offering that was about fifty thousand um, dollars for coaching, and he put it out there, but he never anticipated actually getting it. He he put he offered it, but he never believed anyone would actually buy it. And someone did. And he wasn't prepared. And so that's what happens a lot of times with founders. Their idea is great. It is great. And the thing is, we're dealing in finance and in business. People are very pragmatic. So you're, the statistics and everything you put together in your pitch deck, may, it, it is what it is. The numbers are the numbers. They can see the value in it. So even though you don't believe in your idea that you're talking they see value in it and they give you the money, but you're not ready. You're not vibrating at that level. If you're going to raise a million dollars, you've got to have a million dollar vibration. And it's like, you know, one of my best friends, Dan White, he's a um, commercial real estate developer in Omaha, one of the biggest uh, independently owned companies in this country. And he told me this when we were partners on a couple of deals when I was on the Steelers. He said, you know, if somebody gives you a million dollars, you better hurry up and become a millionaire. And what it is, is your mind, your actions, your behavior, your beliefs have to match that million dollars. Otherwise, that million dollars is going to leave you. If you don't know how to behave when you get the funding, if you don't know how to behave when you go from being, oh, just a startup founder to being a true C-level executive power player. If you don't think like a power player, I don't care how much money you got in the bank. I don't care how good your idea is. If you're not aligned inside with your dream, then all of a sudden, the next time around, when you go to do it again, you don't have the strategy to do it. It's almost like you stepped in, in horse, horse manure and just got lucky. But you don't even know how you did it. You don't know how you created that first success. So how, so if I don't know what I did to get that, how can I duplicate it? So it's, it's all about mental and emotional discipline. And, you know, even thinking about my situation in football, getting my specific desired result, uh, getting drafted to my hometown team, playing pro. People think it was like, that must have been tough. And I'm like, it really wasn't. I worked extremely hard, but that's not the same thing as it being tough. Tough is like, you know, when my older sister passed away, that's tough. The, you know, the going to the NFL was not tough. It took a lot of focus and sacrifice, 
But it was a pleasure because in my mind, all I was thinking about is getting that result. So as I'm running at the track and, you know, I'm lifting weights and I'm doing all things I need to do, all I'm thinking about is what I make it. And so, I, so, so lifting those weights felt good. Running in that hot summer sun, getting ready for training camp felt good. Only crying and bitching and complaining about it in my mind. So the thing is, if you, are you, do you find yourself constantly as it pertains to your business, thinking and talking to yourself about what you don't want? And that's really what it comes down to. Now, it's simple, but you know, I'm going to get into the basic instructions here in a minute and explain how do you, if, if you're telling me, just think about what I want, how do I do that? Basic instructions. That's literally what I impart on people and teach them how to take control of this so that they can control everything out there, including that Super Bowl level result that they're looking for in their business and in their life. Right. You, you, you started saying you got to continue. What are the four, four basic instructions? What, what is that? Okay, well, basic instructions, basically, when I look back on my journey through football and how I got that specific desired result, that Super Bowl level result. I mean, that's the ultimate success for a professional football player. So, you know, if you think of yourself as a founder, how do I reach my Super Bowl level, my ultimate success? You know, because for you, it's going to be something different. It's just that for a football player, it's the actual Super Bowl. But what is your metaphorical Super Bowl? Basic instruction number one, let go of the past. Now, letting go of the past is real simple conceptually, if you know the basic instructions of how to do it. So, you know, what it is, is that unconscious mind, your subconscious mind, it's about 90% of your mind. But it's a part of your mind that you're not aware of its functions, like your heart beating, breathing, eyes blinking. So one thing you got to realize is that all of our emotional memories are stored in that part of our mind that we are not conscious of. And so all the different mental functions, your mind essentially is in the, in the subconscious. So everything you believe, every pain from the past, every time you didn't get you got picked last for dodgeball or you got stood up for a date or you broke up with your girlfriend or you got divorced all of the negative emotions attached to those things if you think of them now and that emotion comes back that's how you know it's still there in the unconscious so the first thing we got to do is wipe the slate clean it's like if i have this cup full of apple juice and it's filled to the top but I want orange juice. First thing I got to do is get rid of the apple juice. That's the first thing is we got to clean. We got to come with an empty cup. So we have to forget about all the beliefs that we have that create limits. I don't. I'm not. I can't. All that's got to go. It's like a program that you've been saying these things so long. That now it's part of it's a habit. So we got to break those habits. All of the negative emotions that would, there are only five of them anger, sadness, fear, hurt, and guilt. Anger, sadness, fear, hurt, guilt. Any other word is going to fall under one of those categories. So if I'm disappointed, that's sadness. If, oh, you know, I just feel bad about what I did to him, that's guilt. You know, it's like this guy just irritates me. That's anger. It's all the same thing. And so we got to clean all that out. That's the first thing. So that we're, not looking down the path towards our goals, feeling doubt, feeling anxiety, feeling fear, 
you know, feeling, you know, the need to show up somebody who maybe didn't believe in you in the past. All that's got to go. So that we're just thinking clear, thinking neutral. And literally cleaning that out of the unconscious mind is my specialty. That's what I do mostly is a lot of times people don't know how to get over things that were traumatic. You know, I had a client who got his net worth up to about $10 million and lost it off. And so you can see how that could create doubts in negative emotions. But once we did the breakthrough session, did basic instruction number one and cleared all of that out of his hard drive, he's now he's up over 25 million when he was at like negative 10 before. So it's like in order for him to come back, like he can't drag the past with him. I can't. It's too heavy. It's too much. So that's the first thing is basic instruction number one. Basic instruction number two, now that I'm light, now that I'm clear, and I know exactly what I want, and, and, and I'm getting rid of everything I don't want, which is all that pain and these limits from the past. Now, basic instruction number two is decide on your specific desired outcome. And so this is intention and goal setting, which you know a lot of different coaches talk about. It's, about, it's deeper than that. You, it can't just be a number. It can't just be, you know, or the way I like to put it is it can't be a a number of pounds to lose or dollars to earn. It's got to be deeper than that. It's got to be three dimensional. And so, again, going back to thinking about what you want as opposed to what you don't want. It's when you think about your goals, there's going to be measurables. There are going to be numbers. That's business. In business, you're not talking about a number. You're not talking about anything. So there's going to be numbers. But okay, when you hit that number. What are you going to feel? What are you going to see? Who's going to be there celebrating with you? What are they going to be saying? What are you going to be saying to yourself in your mind? What do you see in this moment? And what are all the positive emotions that come with hitting this number? And so then it becomes like a part of your functioning. It becomes a part of your operating program each and every day as a leader. Is this idea and this feeling, this energy of what it's going to feel like when I finally, you know, when I hit that IPO, when I'm ringing that bell on NASDAQ, when I'm doing these things, that's where your mind's got to be even right now. If we're ever going to get there, it's like a GPS. you got to decide the destination so that your mind, your body, and your team will follow you. But if you don't have a specific desired result, specific desired destination, where are we going? Why are we even here? So that's the second thing. We let go of the past. We're feeling light. We're feeling good. We know exactly what we want. Now, basic instruction number three, take the necessary actions to get the specific desired outcome. So in the simplest terms, if I don't know exactly what I want, how do I know exactly what to do? So a lot of times we're waking up every single day, busting our tail, staying busy, telling our wife we, we're busy. We don't have time for the kids. We don't have time for this. I'm busy. I'm busy. I'm busy. I'm busy. I'm busy. Here's the thing. My favorite quote all time, Don Harold, the uh, cartoonist from the early 20th century, used to write for newspapers all over America. And he says, unhappiness is not knowing what you want and killing yourself to get it. And that's what a lot of founders are doing. They're not thinking about all the good stuff that's going to come with after all this effort that they put in to get what they want. And we're taking actions, monkey see, monkey do, because somebody says something online, because I read this somewhere, 
and you're not necessarily taking the actions that are consistent with that feeling. So everything's got to be in line with basic instruction number two, your specific result and your, and your actions have to be towards that result and nothing else. Nothing else. Just that feeling, what you see, what you hear, what you feel, that's Super Bowl level result. So taking our actions to get there. That's basic instruction number three, take the necessary actions. So we've let go of the past. We're feeling light. We're feeling good. We know exactly what we want, our specific desired outcome. We know the necessary actions to get there and we're ready and willing to take them. All that's left is basic instruction number four. And that is focus until. And I always imagine people are wondering, focus until what? Focus until you are living and experiencing that specific desired Super Bowl level result. Because depending on what your result is, it could take five years, 50 years, five decades, maybe five generations. I don't know. Depends on how big the goal is. The question is, can you focus until? Because nothing happens instantly. I mean, unless you win Powerball or something. But typically, it's going to take time. Or the one book that I always recommend, I always start with this book with coaching clients, is The Slight Edge by Jeff Olson. And The Slight Edge, he basically illustrates how all results in life happen gradually, then suddenly. So think about it. That's how we go broke. That's how we get wealthy, gradually and suddenly. That's how we get fat. That's how we get skinny, gradually and suddenly. So again, to get to that point where you're getting into that a, uh, the beef funding, IPOs, things like that, they don't happen three weeks after you started. Gradually, every day for years, you're building this thing. And then, boom, suddenly you got a result. That's the focus. If you're going to have to maintain it because, because things happen, you know, team members leave, things are happening at home, you've got health issues, things happen. And but through all of this, can I maintain my focus until? So that's the four basic instructions. It's really simple. And, you know, my, Actually, my focus with clients is basic instruction number one. That is cleaning out all of the old habits, programs. I call them vinyl records. They're patterns. You know, like a record has a groove on it. It's just like a pattern. Your habits, your patterns. You know, thinking, I, I can't, I'm not, I don't want anxiety. This conversation you're having in your mind, that's making you feel like this is difficult. But can you imagine if your mind was just quiet and focused? Because that, I can, I can get you there in about five hours of coaching. If someone didn't have all four of the basic instructions, are they still able to be successful? I mean, say they, they had two of them or three, or is it all four needed? You have to do all four and they have to be done in order. Period. Like this is, it's like you either follow basic instructions or you don't. You're either pregnant or you're not. There's no halfway. So you got to follow in order. If you don't follow them in order, I, and I love to use sports to illustrate this. If you don't follow basic instructions in order, you will be penalized. At some point, you're going to get penalized. So think about basketball. If I'm feeling angry and I take action before I let it go, 
and go to the ref and get it in his face and maybe even make contact with the ref. What's going to happen? Technical foul, penalized. Why? Because you didn't let go of that anger. So if I got hit with a pitch, I'm playing I'm, I'm Major League Baseball, 90 mile an hour fastball, it hurts. I'm sure you can feel it right now. So if I decide to go fight the pitcher because I'm mad, you get ejected, penalized. Anytime you don't let go of the past and you take action and you make a decision, you're going to get penalized. If you're feeling angry, if you're feeling fear, if you're feeling sadness and you make the decision as to what you want, it's not going to work because the, the decision was made through that emotion. That's the energy behind that, that goal. So you got to follow them in order. If you're missing one of them, then it, at some point, this thing's going to fall apart. It's almost like if I if you built uh, a car and just left the oil out. I bet the car's gonna run for a while, but eventually that not having that essential piece is going to take its toll. And because you haven't put any focus into that basic instruction, you're not gonna know what to do when it starts happening. So we've got to follow them in order in order to get that specific desired result. So say you follow all four in order, your company's successful. I mean, that idea you had for that startup, you made it. You're, you're, and you have that mindset of a, a millionaire or billionaire at this point that there's people you hear about on the news that, you know, their companies are fantastic, but their family lives are awful or they're just depressed people. How is it that you can be so focused and successful in one area of your life, but a failure in others? And, and the four steps, can you use that for all areas of your life? How do you go about thinking about it, creating that plan for someone to have an overall, you know, I guess, a, a good life? Yeah, I mean, it sounds like you've been talking to my clients. That's what you sound like right now. But because it, it happens a lot. And that's a lot of times why people come to me is because they can't figure it out. If I'm so good at you know, my bit, my, in, in my career, why can't I seem to get a hold of my health and fitness? If I'm so good in my career, why can't I communicate with my wife? Why can't, why don't my kids listen to me? Well, because a lot of times we believe we can separate things. You know, people say, oh, separate business and personal. That is a myth. You can't, there's only one you. You can't, oh, well, let me take this home part of my brain and just leave it on the nightstand while I go to work. That doesn't work like that. No matter what you're doing, it's whatever's happening at work, you take it home. Whatever's happening at home, you're taking to work. It's just a matter of taking the strategies by which you found success in business and applying them in those other areas. So the answer, the short answer is, yeah, you, this is exactly what, what I help people with is to, to take the strategies of from the past, the positive strategies that worked, that got you to the success. And how do we apply that to get the other results that seem to be eluding us? You know, and so you may have no limiting beliefs as it pertains to your career. But you may have limiting beliefs about your ability to communicate with your wife. You may have limiting beliefs about your ability to get fit. And so it's the same thing. We have beliefs in different contexts, but they're all these contexts are you. It's all you. So it's just a matter of thinking about 
if I don't know how to create the results I want at home, how do how do I gain the necessary strategies and the necessary programs? How do I learn the necessary habits? That's where the basic instructions come in, especially because basic instruction number one, let go of the past. If you believe you know, if you think you know everything, you can't learn anything. So that's why it's important for us to say, I got to let go of these beliefs. And so if you don't know how, that's where the work that I do comes in. And so you got to become who you need to become to get the results you want. If you're going to get a million dollars, you need to become a millionaire. But like I tell you know, college teams and high school teams when I talk to football players, I said, if you want to get drafted, you got to become an NFL player first. You got to learn the way NFL players think. You got to behave the way NFL players behave. You got to approach your work that same way. So the same focus, the same uh, freedom and limitlessness that you approach your business, they got it to this billion dollar level. Do that at home. Look at your goal. What do you what do you want your home to feel like? What emotions do I want to feel when I come home? What do I want to hear? I want to hear laughter of kids running up and down the hall playing. Most people never have these thoughts. They never sit and think about this. What do I want to feel like when I walk in the door and see my wife and look in her eyes? What feeling do I want to be there? And so all of my actions, my communication, my behavior day to day at home with my wife have to be with that result in mind. You can't come home, be, oh, I'm busy, I had a bad day and treat her like crap and expect to have that feeling tomorrow. You got to learn the disciplines of all these areas of life that maybe you've never thought about. And, but now you're thinking about it now because you're having a problem. But again, because we hadn't followed basic instructions up to this point, because we don't know what we don't know. So no reason to feel guilty about it. I didn't know. But now that we're here where things aren't the way you want them to, the question is, what are we going to do to make that area of life just as prosperous, successful and satisfying as your career? Now, all of a sudden, once you start to get all these different areas of life, your career, your health and fitness, your relationships, your family, and then you start to get results in each one, you're literally living heaven on earth. There's no, there's, there's nothing to think about that makes you feel negative. Because, you know, how's business? Everything's great. We're growing fast. We're doing exactly what we plan on doing. Everything's awesome. How are your kids? Oh, they're great. They're great. You know, I, I, obviously, I wish I could see them a little bit more. You know, what's really cool is that when I am with them, we're always having a good time. You know, how's your wife doing? She's so great. She's awesome, man. She makes it so much easier for me. If we're on the same page, you know, oh, you look like you lost weight. Yeah, I've been working out in the morning. You see how it all starts to come together because that same place where you look at success is just dollars and cents. Success is a feeling. It's a feeling. It's not the number. Because just like you said, people will hit that billion dollar mark and feel like crap. They'll hate their lives. You know, how many celebrities do we hear? Oh, he, he committed suicide and none of us knew. Because all we saw was, oh, he's famous. He's on TV. He's all over the Internet. So everything must be great. It was great in his career. But like Tony Robbins says, 
success without fulfillment, fulfillment is the ultimate failure. So it's about following the basic instructions anywhere where you're not getting the results that you want in your life, anywhere that doesn't feel the way you want it to. That's where this comes in. Chucky, this has been amazing. We're at the top of the hour. I, I just want to say, I mean, I'm going to be listening to this interview over and over and over again, and I'm going to share it with everyone. And I'm sure my audience is going to have a lot of questions for you after. But with that, if anyone wants to find out more information about you, what you're working on, what's the best way to go about doing it? If you want to, there's still a little bit of time. If you want to share a story with us of someone you were, I mean, the, the microphone is yours. Yeah. Well, you know, the biggest thing, if you're looking to learn more about how you can essentially learn to the coordinates, set the coordinates of your mind towards the experiences you want to have in life. The best way to find out more about me is the website, basicinstructions.com. And that's with the S at the end, pluralized, basic instructions. Because remember, there's four of them. When you say basic instruction, that's something else. Basicinstructions.com or LinkedIn. Obviously, that's the place where we all tend to congregate. So I'm pretty active on LinkedIn and, and always easy to reach there. You know, the big thing is thinking about people that I've worked with. I've worked with so many different people and so many different occupations and so many different backgrounds, so many different problems. But it's the same four basic instructions each time. There's, there's some sort of belief they have around whatever it is that they're experiencing now. That's not necessarily helpful in terms of them getting what they want. So, you know, the question we've got to ask ourselves is, would I rather be right and miserable or let go of the need to be right so that I can learn what I need to do to win? There's a difference between being right and winning. And so as long as I continue to feel the need to validate my emotions, he's he pissing me off instead of saying I'm angry. As long as he's pissing me off, I can't do anything. He's in control. COVID's in control. The government's in control. The VCs are in control of my happiness, my life. I can't sleep at night because of them. Well, the minute you say, hmm, instead of stop saying, he pissed me off, and start saying, I'm angry. Now I'm recognizing that I'm the cause of this experience, which puts me in a power position to do something about it. But as long as you're not doing anything about it, you're choosing it, you're accepting it. So this frustration that you feel, this anxiety you feel about, oh my God, I, I'm running out of runway here. We gotta, we gotta get this money, we gotta get this funding. If that's your mentality, you're choosing your frustration. You're choosing it. And as long as you choose it, this is gonna be a, a, a sucky experience, building your business. But the minute you decide, hey, I wanna feel that Super Bowl level result. I mean, most people don't understand. They'll ask me, God, I wonder what that feels like to win the Super Bowl. But what they don't necessarily know is that it's a feeling you're already intimately familiar with. I mean, just we all have memories. Think back to those times that gave you those butterflies in your stomach, the feeling of excitement, you know, the, the experiences that made your pulse race, your breath shallow, and you hear your heart beating in your ears. I mean, you see those things now. The, the sights, the smells, the flavors that felt so right 
it almost feels wrong. Now hold that, that, that thought in your mind and think about if your relationship with your spouse felt like that. Imagine if your business, your idea grows to the point that it feels like that. Imagine if you got your health and fitness goals to the point where it felt like that. That's what we're talking about here. Not dollars and cents. What are the, how are the dollars and cents going to get me closer to that? And when you're feeling good and you're vibrating at that level, that's that law of attraction. Like you've seen the secret and all those things. That's what they're talking about. If I'm vibrating at that Super Bowl feeling level, then that's what I'm going to attract into my life. That's what I'm going to attract into my business. That's what I'm going to attract into my family. And if you're not doing that and you're not reaching out to me, you're choosing it. And that's it. Like to me, you're choosing this. It can be fun and satisfying and fulfilling the way you envisioned it when you first started this journey. We just got to clean out some stuff. That's it. You know, basicinstructions.com. And you know how it is nowadays. We're all online. So I'm on pretty much every social media platform. But LinkedIn is your best bet. All right. We're going to have all those links in the show notes. With that, Chucky, thank you for your time today on the Silicon Valley podcast. This has been an amazing interview. I mean, it's one of those things you just take a little bit of this information, it changes your life. It's, it's incredible. All right, basicinstructions.com. I'm looking forward to talking to you all. So, you know, I appreciate being here. This is, a, you know, this is my passion. I could talk about this all day. You know, each person deserves that Super Bowl level feeling in their life. And if you want the basic instructions of how to do it, be happy to share. All right. Thank you. All right, man. Thank you for listening to the Silicon Valley Podcast. To access our resources, visit us at thesiliconvalleypodcast.com and follow our host on Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn at Sean Flynn SV. This show is for entertainment purposes only. Before making any decisions, consult a professional.